we're we're live. How are you? How are you doing today, Bree? I'm great, David. How are you? I'm doing good. Okay. Um, I believe we had to reschedule, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a while ago. Yeah, had a lot going on, so I tried to schedule far enough out that I could make sure I was ready this time. <laughs> I know there's been a couple people I've reached out to, and I'm like, "Come on, sign up for the podcast." And they're like, "I don't want to have to cancel on you, so I'll um, just wait till I'm available." And I'm like, "Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I respect that because I typically don't like. I don't remember if, did I cancel on you? Um, I might have canceled. I feel like it might have been a mutual one one time. Okay, yeah, it might have been." <laughs> Um, there's been a couple recently where I've like had to cancel and reschedule and I'm like, I I don't like doing that. Yeah. But it happens. It happens. Yeah. Especially when you do them so often, it's like, like for me, I try to do them like Monday or I'm not Monday, uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. And that's typically when like families get together and sometimes, you know, you just have to, you just have to. So anyways, less about me, more about you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so my name is Bree, Brianna. Um, I am 27. You're from Lansing? Yep, I'm from Lansing, born and raised on the south side. Oh. Um, yeah, so I went to a couple different high schools. I went to college. I got my degree. Um, what did you study in college? Oh, just general, but a lot of psychology classes. I love psychology, oh. so. What about psychology do you love? Um, just to understand how the brain works. Um, I want to I wanna help people. Like, that's my main goal in life is to help people. So if I can understand why people are doing things or understand how to talk to somebody to direct them in cer- a certain way, um, those are the kind of things that I want to be able to do. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people have a longing to understand why certain people do certain things. And uh, I think it's one of those things for me, like, if I – because I, I used to want to work in – I used to want to be a social worker, but realizing that you can't necessarily change people like, or like you, you want to help them so bad, but sometimes they don't want to help themselves. And it's, it, for me, it's like, I take that personally, like, come on, man, like I'm trying to help you. Yeah. I, I think for me, like to work in a field like that, it would be like just tiresome. It is. Yeah. You definitely have to put up boundaries and know where to, end and have your own personal life and learn how to not take things personal yeah how Um, do you do that though when you have a job that like I mean because like let's say you're working in foster care you're uh like a mm -hmm. you know social worker like how do you not take that personal like how do you not take that home I mean unfortunately I think sometimes people do and um for me like when I'm trying to help somebody and um I mean I have to pray about things a lot um or just learn to just learn to prioritize like what you have to focus on and you know we're stewardships over our our family first so we have to make sure that that's taken care of first and then um just have to prioritize and categorize what whatever energy you have left can be (laughs) (laughs) for those people but um and don't let somebody drain you if you try to help somebody and it doesn't work you just can't let it bother you because everybody is their own person so yeah yeah. 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 That's one thing like for me, um, I feel like I tried to put a lot of things, like a lot of myself into people to mm-hmm. help them out, to like make them a better person. And it's one of those things like it's, it's almost like you're creating like a false sense of reality for that person because like what I want them to be or want them to do is different than what they want for themselves. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, like I have a friend who, um, is really overweight and him and I were working out together for the longest time. And he lost a lot of weight. He was doing great. But then like our schedules changed and like life happened and he just kind of fell back into his old ways. And then now he's almost worse off than he was before. And it's like, when I see that, I'm like, oh man, like, yeah, you know, it it takes a toll on me as a person because I'm like, I know I got him to a certain point and then, or he he got himself to that point. I just helped. But, um, but then seeing him kind of fall back is like, man, that, that hurts. Yeah, I understand. I think, um. I see that with like relationships a lot when like a woman yeah. wants help <laughs> with a relationship yeah. and then wants advice. Yeah. <laughs> Should then, I leave my man? <laughs> yeah. Um, or they want like assistance in leaving. So then you try right. to help them and then they just go back and it's like, I don't know. So yeah, you yeah. have to just preserve your energy a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but you still have to be available for those p- people too. Cause yes. like, you know, you never know like if they really need to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
you do you work in the do you work as like a therapist what do you what um, kind of work do you do no right now i am um i have a cleaning business okay so i've had that for over three years now what's the name of it um care to clean services okay Yep. so i specialize in organizing and decluttering um you know and i also clean while i'm at it um but it it does help people because um you know, I'm I'm helping give them like a clean space to to think and to live in. Yeah. So people are really grateful. Is it what my dream was to do? No, but um, some decisions that I made it led me to not be able to get like a a wonderful job at the moment, and so I had to compromise. And this is where I'm at now, and I'm so grateful for the business. I'm so grateful for all my clients. And I never saw myself owning a business. So sometimes like things that we go through can, you know, it, it can be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole idea of not letting your circumstances kind of define the situation you were given because yeah. like it's it's so, so easy to just fall victim to like, okay, I was given these bad situations in life and that's mm -hmm. all I'm going to be. Yeah. Um, whereas like you can dig yourself up and make the best of that situation. Yeah. You can use that as motivation and as fuel to better your life. Exactly. I always um, use the analogy about like playing cards, like you were dealt certain cards in mm -hmm. life. Um, but you know, nobody knows what you have in your hands. So if you play those cards at the right time and um, get rid of them, you can still win. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you said you, you started the business three years ago. Mm -hmm. So how's it, has it taken off? Is it, yeah. are you busier than you've ever imagined? <laughs> I'm very busy. I have, um, a few really loyal clients who I work with every week. And then, um, also I have new clients that are like one-time cleans here and there. So, um, I'm very, yeah, very consistent. Um, I tried to get employees, but I kind of gave up on that. I like to I like to know that the work is getting done right and no, I'm not training somebody <laughs> who doesn't really want to work. So right. That happened a couple of times. But. That's, that's the difficult part about owning a business because like you're super passionate about what you're doing and you want to make the best for your name as possible, but other people don't see it that way. Yeah. It's just a job to them and they, they can go home at the end of the day and it, they, exactly. they don't have any ties to it. Yeah. And they just want, I think the money. And then once they have it, they're like, okay, I'm good. I want to do that again. It is hard work. <laughs> Cleaning is hard work. Actually. It's the whole workout. So Yeah. I could imagine. I mean, I'm, I'm sure at like certain points you're on your hands and knees and you're oh, scrubbing yeah. and it can't be easy. Yeah. It's pretty strenuous. I, I, I think I would hate to do that though. <laughs> like going into other people's houses and yeah, it's you have to put yourself in a mindset like you have to have the vision at the end because a lot of like a lot of people, they can't clean their own house because they're so overwhelmed with everything. So mm. I have to go in with a clean slate in my mind of what the house should look like. Yeah. And just get it there. And I think the can most I'm, rewarding that thing. Microphone? It's like right in your face. I can barely like this. Yeah, that's good. Oh, OK, sorry. You don't have to. Turn, <laughs> you don't have to turn. Let me hold on. Let me adjust that because. um. Yeah, I was like looking at the microphone. I couldn't okay. see your face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, cool. <laughs> there, now I can see your face. Awesome. We're good. Okay. Um, so you go in these houses and you just kind of have, have like a image in your head, like, okay, mm -hmm. this is what I want it to look like. This yeah. is what we got to get rid of. Yeah. I, don't, I think people don't understand that everything in your house should have a place. Like if it doesn't have a place, <laughs> like, oh, there's no place for that. Um, well then maybe it shouldn't be in your house if mm. it doesn't have a place. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I don't know if our house is cluttered. You've probably seen seen our basement no, it's, i don't think it's too bad my no. wife is pretty crazy about getting rid of stuff so that's good yeah we're constantly getting rid of things and yeah. donating things because like we don't use it might as well get rid of it yeah and you're probably constantly getting new things too so yeah you gotta make yeah. room for those things especially kid toys yes i <laughs> know you, the feeling you have kids <laughs> two kids ah how old yep. are they i have a nine-year-old and a three-year-old got your hands full yes i love them though. <laughs> they're amazing that's cool uh, do they go to Lansing schools? Um, yeah. Uh, my son doesn't go to school yet, so he just oh, goes yeah, he's to three, a babysitter. Right? But my daughter does go to um, a charter school. So. What is uh What is that dynamic like with owning your own business and trying to raise kids? Oh, it's it's hard. Um, the fathers are not involved, so it's just me 
Um, I am grateful, though, because my clients are very understanding. So being a single mother, if one of my kids are sick and then if one kid is sick, then the other one gets sick, then I might get sick. (laughs) So it can be like a whole month ordeal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just one one person getting sick. But this episode is brought to you by Red Bike Delivery. This delivery service operates only using battery powered, eco friendly transportation. Red Bike Delivery is there for all your delivery needs, whether it's dinner for the family, flowers for your partner, or new houseplants for your new collection. Red Bike Delivery will gladly deliver those and everything in between. So what are you waiting for? Check out Red Bike Delivery on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Red Bike Delivery, because there's only one earth. I think it's convenient. I can go pick up my kids when I need to, and I can still work and make a living. So that's important. Yeah. That's one thing, like, as I get older and like my kids are kind of getting older and they're in school and they're involved in things, it's like I'm starting to realize the importance of being able to like just go and be involved in their life, like, be able to pick them up from school whenever you need to pick them up or drop them off. Yeah. A huge um, deal. Because I work at GM, and oh. it's like you're tied to the line. I yeah. work on an assembly line, so I don't get to just leave whenever I want. Right. I can't unless I want to take like a vacation day or like a call, use a call in day or something. Like it's it's almost impossible to to do those things. I I can't drop them off or pick them up because I'm at work. Yeah. And so being able to have that ability to go pick up your kids whenever you need or drop them off or be like go to field trips and stuff like that. Yeah. It's important. It's a blessing. Yeah. 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 What was it like during COVID? I mean, because I would imagine that that's probably right around the time you started your business. Maybe you're a year in yeah. at that point. Yeah, I was about a year in. Um, whew, it was it was stressful. <laughs> um, I had to keep canceling on my clients because daycares kept getting shut down and um, had to try to figure out how my daughter would do homeschool when I was supposed to be working. Um, but you know, it all worked out. The hardest part was the daycare situation. Yeah. So that was, it was, I was in and out of dark places mentally because I was, I, I wanted to work. I have a strong drive to work. So the fact that I couldn't be there all the time for my clients when they needed me to be, that was pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. I could imagine. And then having to go into other people's houses like during COVID. Yeah. I That's used a sketchy. lot of um, sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that I I would I don't think I would want to do that. Yeah. Um now previously you had said that you uh were in some dark times and that uh you couldn't pursue the job of your dreams because of some trouble or something you were you yeah. were in. What what was that? Do you mind talking about that? Yeah, of course. Um so well growing up I um I didn't really have like the same direction that a lot of people had. Um I was just kind of like... Like parental guidance? Yeah, I was just with my brother every day while my parents worked. So we were just doing whatever. Um, So I was kind of misguided in a way. And I did things. I sold drugs. I, I don't know. I started smoking weed at a young age. So the first time I ever got in trouble with the law, it was for marijuana. And then it progressed to... um. I had a, a felony for selling drugs. Um, what was the worst thing you ever sold? Um, crack. Wow. Yeah, that's what my felony is for. Oh, okay. But um, how old were you? When I'm 27. No, no, no. When you got that? Oh, when I got that, I was 21, I believe. Wow. Yeah, so I was actually on two probations at the same time. Oh my one gosh. for the weed and one for selling, and and then of course because drugs were you know, involved. I never did drugs, but my kids, I had a CPS case for them because they wanted to investigate, make sure the kids, well, my daughter, she was, they wanted to make sure she was okay, which she was, they, you know, actually when I got dismissed, the judge told me like, I did a lot better than any, than a lot of people older than me. So I've always been a really good mother. I just thought I had to provide in these ways because I didn't know that there was a better way for me. So Um, yeah, I tried, I've applied to many jobs because I do have an associate's degree. Um, so I've applied to many jobs that I would qualify for and they interview me and I get the job. But then, um, once my background check comes back, they tell me, oh, we're sorry, you know, you can't work here. So it's very, it's been discouraging, very discouraging. 
What kind of jobs were you applying for? Um, well, I just put them on blast right now. (laughs) (laughs) There was a job where I was, um, like orchestrating fundraisers for nonprofits. Um, there was jobs. Oh my gosh. I even applied to the gas station one time because I was so desperate to get a job (laughs) and they, they denied me. I was like, sheesh, if I can't work at the gas station, where can I work? Wow. That is insane. Yeah. I got a lot. I got a few factory jobs, but it's such hard work and it's not enough pay when you have two, when you have kids to be stuck in the factory all day. Um, so that's how I decided I actually had, um, a vision of a cleaning business and then I actually got prophesized over and they told me just to, to go ahead and step out and start it. So I didn't have everything that I thought I needed to start the business, but with what I did have, I just started it and it just flourished. So I knew it was, you know, a good thing. You kind of knew that it was meant to be at that point. Yeah. That is insane that uh in in today's day and age that you can't get a job for a weed a weed charge like weed is legal now yeah and like is there at any point will they like expunge that from your record yeah so actually um i was supposed to get well it's i'm I'm not sure if it's the weed charge as much as the um the other charge which is the felony the weed was a misdemeanor so i don't know if that's as big i've always pretty much had both charges so i don't know which one was harming me the most but i would would assume the felony (laughs) yeah they actually just passed a law where you know we can get our our felonies expunged um so i have a court date next month to get my felony expunged after it's been over five years of being a felon yeah um i can be free from that not have that title anymore so there's that that is super incredible that they are allowing that because i don't know if there's ever really been a time where you could just get that off your record right yeah it's Um, been hard for people like and and that's the thing too like why should you oh why should you always have this title above you like hanging above your head like that's going to affect you for the rest of your life when you made a choice at 21 years old to sell something to try to make a living and yeah, you messed up. Yeah. But you learned from it and you were able to succeed after that. Like, yeah, I, I'm I mean, I know a lot of people kind of fall back into that same kind of kind of lifestyle, but it's because yeah. they have that charge. They're not able to get yeah. a, a decent job. They're not able to provide for themselves. So they fall back into the things that they they know how how to do. Yeah. And um, but, you know, I think if people had an opportunity to kind of redeem themselves and better their life and get a decent job, make a decent living, they might not fall back into those. Yeah. I, those lifestyles. That I agree completely, David. I feel like it's a setup. <laughs> I mean, of course it is. They yeah. want you to fail because they keep making more money. Money off yeah. the prison and the jails. Definitely. It's a huge business. It's a booming business. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got uh, the privatized prisons and. Yeah. Then the, um, rehab and probation fees and yeah. all these things you have to pay for. The probation one's an interesting one to me because <laughs> because you have to go drop every week or mm-hmm. even sometimes more, right? Like yeah. twice a week and you have to pay every time you do it. Yeah. And then you got to pay uh you got to pay pay so much money. So much money. Yeah, and then you can't get a job. So yeah, you're, you can't you're get a job. ordered to pay all this money so you don't go back to jail and you can't get a job. To help pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is kind of crazy. And it's crazy too, because like sometimes you'll have to drop when you um like are supposed to work or something. When, yeah, when you're supposed to work, but then like if you've never even like if you're not even doing drugs or if you have mm-hmm. like a some sort of like a substance abuse problem, you still have to drop. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's a way to make money. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So, did you ever spend time in jail for any of that? Yeah, I did. Um, just over a month one time, and I did a lot of weekends. That would suck. It did. (laughs) It was so weird, like, just driving up to the jail on my weekends, like, oh, I've got to go in here. And then they'd be like, hey. And I'd be like, hey. And then they would let me out after two days. And I'll be like, see you next weekend. That that's that's got to be a weird feeling going to jail on the weekend, like knowing you're just going to be free on Monday. Yeah, I would take a lot of Advil PM so that I could just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> was it like an Ingham County jail? Um, No, that one where I was doing the weekends, that was Eaton County. So oh, okay. It's a little cleaner than Ingham County. OK. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I hear. 
I hear Ingham County is not so nice. No, it was nasty. I've been there too, but <laughs> shorter. Only one day I was there. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I've never been arrested. That's um, good. Yeah. Keep it that way. Yeah. Right. Hopefully, I can keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I don't ever want to be arrested. I think I would cry. Yeah. I feel like discipline is like a huge thing. I feel like I didn't have discipline growing up, so I had yeah. to learn the hard way. Yeah. Um, to respect authority. Right. So. When you see. I, I like that you said that you didn't have discipline because um, one of the things that's happening today is that there there's like a pushback against police and respecting authority. Yeah. And a lot of people um, don't respect the police. Like I just had a conversation with a, a coworker of mine. He's an African-American and uh, we were talking and he was like, man, F the police. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, I don't like the police. Yeah. And so I was like, why don't you like the police? And he's like, well, somebody broke into my car and they didn't do anything about it. I'm like, okay, I understand that. But not every police officer is a bad, bad police officer. Yeah. Like, and every, they hate, people hate saying this, but, or they hate it when people say this, like there's bad apples in every group of people, which is true though. Like, and you know, working at GM, like there's bad employees. Yeah. There's people who don't care about their job. They will purposely mess up a car because they don't, they don't care and they'll just walk away from it. And it's the same thing with police officers, but on more of an extreme level because they're dealing with other people's lives and then they may show up to an incident where, you know, like a kid's been in a car accident and his head's lobbed, lobbed off or like, you know, it's like when you see those kind of things, it destroys who you are as a person psychologically yeah. and emotionally. And so when you see that, like on a consistent basis, it kind of numbs, numbs you. So not that that's a justification at all for anything that the police do. Yeah. But I just think that like we need more resources to help them. Definitely. I think it, they need more counseling and things like that. Yeah. Um, I've had some bad experiences with police also. So I know there's good cops, good police. I'm sorry. But I also had a lot of bad experiences. There's, I think, I think when you get involved in, like, so I have friends that are police officers. Yeah. Um, they were Eaton County police officers. And one's like a Mexican guy. And he's, he's a good friend of mine. I know he was a good cop. He cared about everybody he worked with. Um, I've actually, uh, yeah, he's retired now, so I could talk about it. But um, <laughs> there was an incident where I, when I moved out, I was living with my buddy. And uh, his brother-in-law picked me up from work in Charlotte and was taking me back to Bellevue. Well, the speedometer on the car wasn't working. And so this was, like, back when, like, smartphones, like, started to become a big thing. And so he downloaded this app. It was a speedometer app. And he's, oh. like, he's like, checking it out, seeing how it works. <laughs> And we're going down this country road and he just steps on it and he starts flying. I think we get up to like 105 or something and we blow by an Eaton County cop. Oh no. And he tries out running the cop. And so the cop starts chasing us. We turn down a dirt road. You can feel the car like oh my shaking back and forth. And um, I'm like, dude, you need to stop. Let me out. <laughs> and I remember because like I, at that time I or before then I was in a program called Explorers and it was to learn how to become a police officer because okay. I, I wanted to be a police officer. Yeah. And but it was like for college, like young college people yeah. and high schoolers to it was like a program. And so I knew like what kind of resources Eaton County had because I did it through Eaton County. I'm like, do they have they can call in choppers. They have other people that will come like they will they will. They will surround (laughs) us like you will not outrun them. So finally he stopped and the cop got out, pulled his gun and told him to walk backwards, told the passenger to get out, which was me and to walk backwards. I walked back to the cop car, turn around and it's my friend. I knew him growing up. He was my neighbor or not my neighbor, but he he like stayed with my neighbor sometimes. So I knew him and he's like, David, (laughs) I'm like, hey, (laughs) How's it going? And uh, he called off backup. He already called in backup, but he called it off. And I told him about, you know, what what happened. And he let the guy go. He let wow. him go. Yeah. And without a charge, without a ticket, nothing. But he told him, he's like, if you killed my friend, he's like, I, I would have, I would have been very angry. He's like, you would not be letting go. I would not be letting you go right now. He's yeah. like, so you can thank him all the way home. And uh, yeah, so he let him go. So like, wow. I know that there's like good good cops out there however yeah. there's a lot of bad situations too terrible yeah. situations yeah. so when you see something like that and you see like the uprising and being on the other side of law enforcement like how, what do you think about that um i think um 
It's hard to say. I I actually over the years have met um, police officers outside of uniform, and they're really good people, and they're like normal people. And I'm like, wow, like I didn't know that a police officer because I've been on the other side and never experienced them in that situation. I didn't know that they were you know normal people like that. But um, I mean, one time like I called the police when these girls were trying to jump me, and the police came was not concerned about why I called the police, but she asked if I was still selling drugs. Wow. And I said, that has nothing to do with this. And I just told her to leave. So um, I don't know. I've, some police think they're funny or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like a, I mean, when you get somebody who's in a, a position of power, like to control a situation, like, like when you call the police, like, hey, I need your help. And then they show up. They just kind of like, it's almost like they, well, for one, they have to establish that authority. Yeah. That the authority, like, point of view. Like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm in control of the situation. I get that. But then they almost come off as, like, a, like, like everybody else is less than. Yeah. Like, they're not, they're above them. Yeah. I agree. I think there's cops that are like that. I've yeah. also met some cops that don't do that. So, yeah. I like when, you know, you don't have to really... I get establishing the authority, but we know you're, we already know you're an authority. You're, you're dressed as an officer. So if you come as a human being to me to handle a situation, I think that goes over a lot better than if you come acting high and mighty. Right. Um, that doesn't go over as well. That's one thing that, uh, I respected the shit out of, um, the Flint, uh, sheriff who, uh, he told everybody during the George Floyd riots Mm -hmm. or protests, he, he was like, we're, we're not here to destroy anything. We're here walking with you. And he put down his shield oh, yeah. and everything. Like, that was like a moment. Yeah, that was powerful. That was super powerful. And then they didn't have any, I don't think they had any, like, destruction or anything. Right. Like, people, like, got behind that. Yeah, if we all work towards the greater cause, I think things will go a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just, there's bad people everywhere. It just it sucks. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Um. So if you could work in this in uh, the field that you want to work in, what mm-hmm. would you do? Um, I like to speak. I like to um, give people guidance, but like therapy. Yeah, or? I would love to. To I haven't gone to school quite for therapy yet. Okay. Um, I did start like the social work program, but I did get overwhelmed with that when I was going to school for that because, like you said, the before. Right. Um, but I actually was going to school to be a minister so before COVID started that's what I was doing getting my bachelor's in applied ministry um because I don't necessarily swearing offend you no I I swear too (laughs) okay we're human we're human beings like no I'm cool (laughs) trust me but I I just don't like to offend anybody so (laughs) no you're fine um so yeah I was I was doing that I still want I just want to speak I just want to share how good you know my God is that I know. And, um, I just want, I want to help people, even if it's not about God, even if it's about making better decisions. And if I can help change one person's life, like that's all I want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think when somebody like you has gone through the things that you've gone through and they hear your story and they hear like how you were able to turn your life around and then they hear that, like, um, like how you were able to start a business and how you were able to become a good mom. I mean, you were a good mom before, but like a better mom, a better mom <laughs> by, by providing a stable, like reliable living environment for yes. them. You're not, you're not having them around crack or yes. drugs or the wrong crowd. Um, people hear that and they're like, okay, she did it. I can do it. And, and now she's, were you religious before then too? Um, I grew up in church, but I wasn't, I didn't really start my walk with God until okay. about, three four about three and a half years ago okay where i actually got like my personal relationship with god so what made you turn what made you start going to church and getting more involved Um, well i thought i was doing really good in life um so i thought i was good i had got off of all my probations but then um a situation where i was around the wrong person and um, i thought they were my friend and they crossed me in a way that I ended up making a bad decision and I ended up in some more legal trouble. Um, It was all false, but 
I just had to look at my life and think, okay, what can I, I thought I was doing good, but obviously I need to still do something differently. So I started going to church. I hadn't been to church in a long time. And um, the new church that I started to attend, it was just completely different. I just felt, I felt like the spirit. I never felt that before. So I just knew like this was a journey that I had to pursue. I couldn't ignore it. So. And since you started, uh, um, going to church and getting more involved and becoming, um, or I guess like strengthening your walk with God. Have you noticed a difference in like the people that surround you and then the way you like handle situations and just the quality of life around you? Oh, definitely. Um, as I was like transitioning, a lot of people will look at you. They looked at me differently and you know, they might talk about me or, like, oh, you're you're in the church. You going to church? You da 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 da. Like, I couldn't really go to a party anymore or anything without somebody looking at me crazy. But <laughs> those same people now will actually come to me if they're in need of prayer or if they're in need of advice or how did how did I get this way? You know, so people are coming to me now, seeing like my transformation now that I'm actually on the other side, um, and they they respect that a lot. So. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for somebody who, I mean, like I had mentioned before, who turned their life around and like, I mean, because you could have very easily just let your circumstances define who you are and then uh, end up worse. Worse. Yeah. You could still be in jail or you could be on the streets and leave yeah. your kids to foster care. I mean, yeah. there's so many like contributing factors that could cause anybody's life to go that way. Yeah. But you chose to, to better it. Exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Has any of your kids seen your life change like that? Oh, yeah. My daughter, she has been with me. Like, she was she was in the trap house with me when she was <laughs> young. So, I mean, everybody around me, like, they loved her. Like, they would always give her money and give her candy and stuff. So, uh-huh. she wasn't, she didn't really feel at that young age what was actually happening. But she just, she can definitely see a difference and. Um, she prays, she worships God. She doesn't like regular music. Like she likes godly music. So yeah, she's, I think I've definitely influenced her in the right way. And I'm very happy for that because we've been through a lot together. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. She was home when my house got raided. So they had, I mean, all the police with their assault rifles. And so she's, she's been through a lot with me. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. Yeah. That would be scary. It was. So when you, did you get arrested that day? Yeah. So were you worried about like what would happen to your daughter? Um, My mom came and got her okay. immediately. So, so you weren't too worried about Yeah, what my would... mom has been an amazing support system. That's awesome. It all. When they thought that they were going to take my daughter away, she got her house um, uh, looked at, like checked out to make sure she could go there and everything. So my mom has always been a, awesome support but thank god like i never had to give my daughter away she was able to stay with me the whole time so that's amazing yeah that's amazing i've never been in a situation like that but like as an adult um (laughs) i i was in foster care when i was a kid and i was i was adopted so we were actually taken away from my mom um when i was nine and for me that was like one of like it was like a defining moment in my life. Like, I mean, because you're literally at the lowest point in your life. Like you are essentially an orphan yeah. and you feel like nobody wants you. But, um, that's amazing that your, your mom was able to step up because we didn't have family that stepped up. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's right. It, it made, it, it's the built character. Yeah. It builds character. Yeah. Not that it was great that it happened, but you know, it, it created who I am today. And, probably wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for it awesome <laughs> yeah so um yeah so i think it'll probably strengthen your daughter yeah i yeah. believe so yeah i think that's why she's so um into god like she she's not like other kids nowadays um i don't know how to explain it but please explain it try explaining <laughs> it i want to know um <laughs> like the things that her friends will talk about like when they're playing like the neighbor kids and stuff like she doesn't talk about that she doesn't want it like drama and boys and um just all the trends that are going on like she she doesn't get into it 
And, um, I mean, I know she, like, sees things and is exposed to things as any child is going to be in today's age. Yeah. But she chooses to look more towards God. And, you know, like I said, the music that she wants to listen to, if I try to put on, like, hip-hop or rap or something that's not, like, worship, she she wants me to change it to worship. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's yeah, awesome. she's an angel. That's awesome. Um, that's one thing, like I have a friend who's pretty religious. He's a coworker and we talk all the time about different things going on in the world. Um, because I, I believe that today's day and age is just crazy. The things that's going on, it's like, what, what is happening in society? Like what's happening yeah. to young people, the things that they're doing, the things that they're saying and what, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Just everything, everything's wild. Yeah. So we have these conversations and, um, so, like, I'll ask him, like, for instance, the other day was a whole abortion thing. Like, mm-hmm. I know he's religious, so I'm like, hey, man, how do you feel about this whole, you're probably happy. <laughs> and just joking, you know. And uh, he's like, hey, man, if it doesn't have, it, like, if, he's like, it it has nothing to do with my personal thoughts. He's like, if it has anything to do with what goes against the Bible, he's like, then I'm not yeah. for it. Yeah. Like, okay, I respect that. Yeah. I respect I that. I agree. I feel like it's not so much, like, the right wing or the left wing but yeah. as like believers we have to think what aligns the most with the word of god right yeah yeah and, it, and it's hard sometimes right it is and that's one thing we were talking about how like a lot of uh let's say like religious people they're they typically lean like more conservative or like republican because of just their yeah. ideologies kind of align with like the bible or like religious right. religious views so um that's one thing him and i were talking about is like it's easy to kind of get involved and wrapped up around like the political aspect of things and start rallying for those things yeah. as opposed to being like, okay, like just you're, you're separate from it. Yeah. You know, like, like for instance, you get like religious people who are just like, um, like they're all excited on social media about this whole abortion thing. Like it's just, I don't know. It's not, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to, how to word it. But yeah, it's hard. That's a hard um, topic because I know there's cases where abortion is necessary and everything. But, you know, there's times when it's abused also. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> I try to stay out of it. I try to stay out of the political realm uh, as much as possible. Like sometimes I'll interview a politician. But as- aside from that, like. My political views vary widely. Yeah. Like, I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. I'm not left, right. So. I'm, I'm kind of more just, like, cent- center. Like, yeah. just believe in being a good person, letting people do what they want. Yeah. Like, I don't want somebody to be able to tell me, like, hey, you can't say this on a podcast. You can't right. talk about this kind of subject. I believe in, like, the freedom of speech. Yeah. So, like, I guess that would be, like, I believe in that. And then I believe in the Second Amendment. Like, yeah. But, like, as far as, like, abortion, like and gay rights that stuff doesn't necessarily affect me yeah you know and if you don't want an abortion you don't want to have gay sex i guess <laughs> don't, don't do it, it. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> stay out of it right yeah i don't know oh, what's the answer to that all that stuff me neither i don't know <laughs> um so so are you still trying to become a, a minister um yeah pretty much i think that I don't want to be like a pastor of a church, okay. but I want to be able to travel and speak and travel. So would you be considered like non-denominational? Or? Yeah, I okay. would say non-denominational. And I don't even really know that I like the word Christian because of it's what it is. It's such a broad word. Yeah. And what does it really mean to be a Christian? Like, I don't know. Yeah, you're kind of lumped into a group of those Christians that stand outside of an abortion clinic and yeah. they're saying you're you're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, it's, it's almost attached to like hatred. Yeah. And then you're also attached to the people who just go to church um, at the most accepting church possible. Yeah. It's kind of a wide term. Yeah, definitely. So what would you consider yourself then? Um, I think I'm a follower of Christ. I try to be Christ-like in the way that I interpret it as I read about him. Um, I have a wonderful relationship with the Holy Spirit. So, you know, like I follow that a lot. Um, I, I mean, just a follower of Christ, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a better a word for it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but I mean, you say like you talk talking about religion, and I don't I don't think I'm religious at all. I don't try to be religious. I don't believe religion is a good thing. I think it can help people have values and whatnot. But I think the true goal is just a relationship with God. So whatever religion you are, like, what is your relationship? with you know the higher power i mean that's so. the only thing that matters right yeah. in a religion yeah well, is, all this judging people and condemning right. people that's not our job right so. i grew up in a, a church going to a church and i was uh raised in a fundamental baptist church oh and so it was like extremely strict oh, and wow. like they would say that they're accepting but then you would go there or you'd bring somebody who's not from the church and they wouldn't dress properly and oh. then they would t say something to them it's like that's not accepting yeah. I think that's why a lot of people are don't like going to church. They don't know what people are going to think about them, right. how they're dressed, right. whatnot. Especially when you show up and everybody's wearing a suit and tie. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. <laughs> or, or dresses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. That's not an accepting environment. Yeah, uh, that would be kind of intimidating. Yeah. I think. Yeah, because it, it sets like a standard, right? Yeah. Like, this is what you need to do when you go to church. Yeah, and like, if you're not already like that, you don't even know how to get there. But a lot of people like that would expect you to already be like that. So right, right. people don't understand we go to church because we are not perfect. We're broken. We're we're jacked up. So <laughs> and, and to be around people like minded. Right. Yeah. To yeah. help to help you get yeah. get to a better state. Yeah. Um, like congregational right. fellowship and whatnot. Right. Yeah. You can network in church, too. So, yeah, yeah that's it's, true. There's a lot of good things. In yeah. certain churches. Yeah. Now, certain. <laughs> <laughs> have you found a good church? Yeah. 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 I have, uh, I have a, that my friend, he, he's constantly looking for a church. Always, yeah. always going to a new church. Oh, I think that it's, it's important to explore even, you know, if you have a church home, I still think you should think you can, you can learn a lot from different environments and, um, different styles of preaching. So, well, for me anyways, I yeah. like different styles i like to mix it up yeah 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 no going to church i remember every sunday hearing this the pastor say this it was almost kind of like he said the same thing over and over again <laughs> it's like in the same kind of voice oh geez you know so it's like eventually you just kind of tune out tune out yeah yeah been there <laughs> yeah i try not to fall asleep ever <laughs> no but my pastor is amazing she's pretty I'm always attentive to, she keeps my attention. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't agree with having a female minister. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. I think the Bible says a couple things about it. I don't know. Um, I think, I don't know how, if it's interpreted wrong, but I think, um, I mean, there's also like women, there's also women military leaders and women prophetesses in the Bible. So, right. Um, I mean, who's to say if God does, if God gives me a word and I'm a woman and I, he commands me to, to share it, I'm going to share it. So, yeah, um, it has to it, get out. It's kind of a weird thing, right? Like yeah. women can't be in, uh, in a, in a, a position of like being over like men essentially. Yeah. yeah. It does say the Bible does say like men are next to God and women are next to men, but it also says there is no man or no woman because we're just all spirit beings. So I mean, we're vessels. Like, if you're a preacher, your job is to be a vessel, no matter your gender, whatever. It's not even coming from you. It's, right. Yeah. Right. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. I, like, I remember just growing up in church, and, I mean, one thing that, like, the ma man is always over the wife, and then, yeah. like, she has to submit to the husband, yeah. and then the children are under the wife, like, the mom yeah. or whatever. It's just it is crazy dynamics. Crazy. It's yeah. crazy dynamics to me. Yeah. It's like for my wife and I, like we, I think I, I guess I kind of look at her as like an equal to me. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, that's good. I don't tell her what to do. Yeah. Although I do joke with her, like you need to submit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's great. She probably tells you what to do though. She definitely does. <laughs> yeah. She's like, and then if she doesn't, or if I don't do it, then she gets an attitude with me and then yeah. it forces me to do it. Yeah, she should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so did you answer my question about you pursuing being a minister? Oh, do I, you said, do I still want to? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I just want to be like a traveling speaker. I know yeah. whatever I do, like I want to be in front of people and I want to deal with people, talk to people. That's what I know. So do it you doesn't have to go to school for that. 
Um, you don't have to. There's a lot of people that get ordained or like I've already spoken a lot of environments, but not like necessarily preaching. Okay. Um, so I mean, it helps to have credentials, especially as a woman, because like you said, like a lot of people feel like women shouldn't be pastors. So I thought to have the credentials would get me more places to speak. Um, but at the same time, I've done a lot without them. So I don't know. What is school anymore? What is school anymore? <laughs> I'm under the idea that school isn't necessarily like necessary for yeah. for jobs even. Like 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 it used to be where you have to go to school to get like a, a good office job. Yeah. But like all that stuff you can learn to do yeah. on your own. You don't need to go to school I to mean, learn. This generation is so tech savvy. Yeah. Like, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't need to go to school. Yeah. And a lot of things you can just get like a um what do they call it like a, a certificate certificate yeah yeah, yeah. I, I also have my certificate um as an esthetician so to do like facials and oh, massage okay. treatments and waxing so do you I do, like you do, that? do that i don't have a location right now but i'm working on getting a location i have in the past okay. but um yeah so i do i love i love doing massages i love doing facials I love like relaxing people. I feel relaxed when I'm doing it. So what is a facial exactly? Do they like <laughs> suck the pores out? Not always, no. but no, nine times, like some way we're going to get your pores cleaned. Okay. So sometimes we do chemical um, exfoliation, which is just putting a chemical that dissolves whatever's in your face. Okay. People don't know how dirty their face is. <laughs> I mean, ew, like it's out in the open all day. Everywhere yeah. we go, Dirt it's nasty. <laughs> So it's important to to have a skincare regimen, you know, wash your face, um, tone your face and tone your face. What does that mean? um, So toner. So after you wash your face, you strip your face of things. So the toner will help balance your pH after you wash your face. Mm -hmm. So you put on toner, then you put on a protectant, which is some type of lotion, some type of moisturizer. Don't use body lotion. But (laughs) a lot of people are just like. Especially men, I feel like y'all don't really do all that no, ever. No, we don't. I'll be the first to admit, like in the mid- middle of winter, my like under my neck it dries out. Really? So, yeah, so I'll just take lotion and slap it on there. Slap it on there. But um, I oftentimes do uh, like a peel mask. Oh, good. Yeah, like a charcoal peel mask. Yeah. And I love those. I'll let it sit on there for yeah, like. We didn't really do those. No? Not really good. Sometimes it can damage your skin. Really? Yeah. But that's okay though. I let it sit on there for a long time. Really? Yeah, till it's like hard, and then I peel it off, and it Ooh. hurts coming off. But yeah. it feels so good afterwards. I know. It probably looks really nasty. It does. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like it does something. Yeah, it does. It, it does do something, but it can be dangerous on your skin. But I'm sure you don't care. Probably not. <laughs> no, I don't think I care that much. But yeah, as long as it doesn't scar me, I guess. Yeah, I do masks. I do a lot of masks. There's aloe masks. There's like a seaweed mask that peels off. It just doesn't okay. peel your skin off like that. <laughs> how often do? You, how often should you do something like that? Um, facials. I recommend like once a month. Oh, getting a facial once a month. Like an actual facial. Yeah, like going through the process. We steam your pores to get them nice and open and. Um, you know, do all type of exfoliating. For me, I analyze the skin to make sure I'm giving you the right products because some people have oily, some people have dry, some people have combinations. So I got to make sure I'm putting the right mask on you. Charcoal mask is for like detoxing if you're oily. Um, aloe masks are for if you're dry. So, oh. you know, there's a lot of different purposes. We got to balance yeah. you out. That's interesting. Yeah. So have you uh, thought about opening a business doing that? Yeah. When I, well, before, I, when I did have a location, it was my own. It was called Blessed by Brie um, because anytime I did, like, a relaxing massage, I mean, they loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I do. I want to get back to it. That's one of the things that I think a lot of people, especially men, they don't take the time to uh, do the self-care. Yeah. And, like, I've gotten pedicures before. Good. And it feels so good afterwards. It? Like, your feet are nice and soft. And it's amazing how rough and gross your feet get. Yeah. Like, I probably need one right now. But me too. Don't look Fame. at my feet. I'm just going to have shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't realize, like, the abuse that you put, on, especially on your feet, because yeah. you're walking all day long or you're, you know, you walk barefoot. Right. And, and we only get, get one pair of feet, so that is you got to take care of them. I mean, you could get a prosthetic leg. Yeah. But, but you... 
Yeah. <laughs> if that's avoidable, let's avoid it. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes they're better. Are they? Yeah. I know, right? Because these knees. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, but no, that's the thing. Like, whenever I get, like, a massage, I get massages quite often, good. Um, too, and it just feels so good afterwards. Yeah. Yes. So good. Like, even mentally, I feel like it puts you in a fog. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's important to it like i mean because you release all that stress and mm-hmm. all the built up uh De- um, toxins uh, as well yeah 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 it helps with just general health yeah yeah yep i've had people like tripping over their feet when they stand up they're just <laughs> so like relaxed <laughs> it's literally probably one of the best feelings ever yeah Whew, you got me wanting a massage right now you should go get one <laughs> i think i might <laughs> um yeah. So, so you're, you're thinking about opening a business doing that. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I won't give up my cleaning business, but, um, and I also have a position here starting in a couple months, um, event planning for a company. It's a nonprofit. So that'll be helping survivors of crime. Oh, wow. So, What's the name of the nonprofit? Um, it's called crime survivors for safety and justice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so we actually just had a huge event at the Capitol, I think last month um, we proposed new bills to get signed, anything to make the community safer. So, Such as what? Um, like the the last bill uh, Governor Whitmore just signed um, will help victim compensation. It'll increase victim compensation from 5000 to 10000 for funeral costs. Um, if you're, if you are attacked or a victim of a crime, you'll have, um, a year to report it before it was only 48 hours. So oh. imagine like getting raped or something and then only having 48 hours to report it. You're not even going to be thinking about reporting it within the 48 hours. So my question is though, with that, um, is if you wait that long, there's not evidence, right? Like for rape, let's say for instance. Um, yeah, probably a lot of people so like will what? go to the hospital and get a rape kit and then not do anything oh, with it. Okay. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. There's probably not as much physical evidence, but um, I'm not sure exactly the details that will go right. into that. Right. But even like just domestic abuse or robbery or whatever the case may be, I think it's important to still have more time to think about what do you want to do? Because some people struggle. Do they want to report it? Right. Um, but well, I, think, I mean, it's that whole uh, victim's mentality thing, too, because yeah. like you kind of fall into a cycle. Like if you're married to somebody mm-hmm. and they're extremely abusive, mm-hmm. but you guys have a life that's like wrapped up your finances are like complicated yeah. and you can't just leave the situation. Yeah. Like, what do you do? You can't just like up and leave within 48 hours and report exactly. it. Yeah, that like, happens a lot. It happens a lot. Yeah. Like I remember um, when we left Florida. Um, I'm from Florida and the reason why we left was because my brother was getting abused. Oh, wow. Well, my mom waited two weeks to report it. And so a family friend was like, you know, if you don't report this, we're going to, we're going to report it. Yeah. And so she went to the police that, uh, that night reported it. And within like, uh, within like a couple hours, um, they arrested our stepdad. Um, and they told us we needed to leave. Oh, wow. But like, imagine like if they couldn't arrest that person and you yeah. had to go home, get your things and get out of there. Like, how do you, how does that yeah, even happen? That's scary. It is scary. Cause then you don't know what that person's going to do and retaliation. Right. Yeah. So, um, so it allows victims more time to report. Mm-hmm. What other, what, what other things? It also allows, um, so once you report a crime that you're a victim of a crime, there's certain benefits and resources um, available to you. A lot of people don't know about them, so um, we're going to make it so that it's more um, accessible. Yeah, accessible. And also, instead of only having one year to apply for the benefits before, now you have five years to apply for the benefits. So it's huge changes. I think it's going to help a lot to help get victims the help that they need. Um, we're trying to get more um, assault victim, like, re uh, what do you call it? Domestic abuse. Yeah, domestic, domestic abuse. Um, not like a rehab, but um, just a, a trauma center. Trauma okay. centers, yes. Get more trauma centers in Michigan uh, for people who are victims. And also, it works on the other side. So, we, you know, we believe in restoration for the community and for the um, 
whoever committed the crime as well because it's how you stop cycles. Mm-hmm. So um, this law also passed um, to get uh, like incentivizing programs back into prisons to help people train, get training for jobs to stop cycles, to help people get counseling and um, also to get, you know, some time off because we, we want quality time. We don't want quantity of time right? because it's like we said before, it's a business. Yeah. Yeah. Like they put all these people in prison, get all this money. They come back out. They're the same people. They're going to continue the cycles. So we want to stop the cycles. Have you ever heard of a good time makes good sense? Yeah. That organization. No, or I actually haven't. They, so I had a guy on, his name's uh, Rich Griffin, I believe. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a while ago, so I don't remember, but I know his last name's Griffin. Anyways, he spent like 20 some years in prison and he yeah. works for this organization that advocates for good time. So whenever like uh, you have good time, you get that amount of time taken off your sentence. Yep. And because the thing is like a lot of people, they're, they're hard asses. They're like, I don't, they were in prison for a reason. Like we don't need them in society. It's like, well, Hey dummy, they're going to end up out here anyways. Like in 10 years, like they're going to be a part of our society at some point or another. Like, I mean, don't you want them to be a productive member of our society? So the way to do that would be to get them the training they need, get them skills so that when they get out of prison, they can be integrated easily. Yeah. I don't know. At some point, they're going to be integrated in society. Um, I think it's 88% of prisoners come back into society. So it's a huge number. So we want to make sure that they're up to par and know how to adapt back into the community better than they were before. Right. Yeah, I know. I don't know what happened to Good Time Makes Good Sense, though. I know that they were pushing for legislation, but I haven't seen anything in a while. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Um. It's just crazy too. the like the amount of like the the sentencing time, like how much time people get for things. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and the guidelines they're crazy. Yeah, people get more time for drugs sometimes than killing or raping yeah. somebody, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And I think it targets African Americans a lot, also. Yeah, so. yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, I mean, especially because like a lot of your poor communities are generally African American. Yeah, you know, so like they'll it's easier for them to get involved in like drugs and um, just, just that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And not like, getting them help, but just locking right. them up. Yeah. It's an endless Instead. cycle. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. We need more money. That's what we need. Yeah. Well, we actually have a lot of money. That's what um, yeah. our organization is trying to, to get the funds used better because we've had like billions of dollars just sitting in the pool and not being used. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're seeing it now with all the money they're sending over to like Ukraine to help them right. in their in their war and yeah. the money that they sent everybody during COVID. It's like we, they didn't have money to send these communities during these t- during times before then. Yeah. And then we have this pandemic and they're like, oh, here's money right. for everybody. Like, why can't we send that money to these poor communities? Yeah. To help help with like d- different programs, community centers. Yeah. Things of those sorts. And I think there is, you know, funds available that the government, they don't, they don't tell us. So we have to do the research and we have to know what's available, what we can apply for and how we can use it. So it's just about researching and. Right. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to know what's available. It is. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking about this with somebody who's looking. um, uh, Oh yeah. They're trying to uh, fund their nonprofit here in town. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have to apply for all these grants and everything. So, and yeah. she was saying how, like, it's extremely difficult to know what, what's out there because they don't make it known. There's, like, no yeah. website you can just go to and be like, okay, this is the grant that I can apply for. This is the grant that I can apply for. Yeah. No, you have to, like, research it. Yeah, go to all these different websites yeah. and different grants that have yeah. nothing to do with each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Craziness. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about or promote on the podcast? Well, not really. I mean, I think we covered a lot, so. Yeah, we kind of bounced up all yeah, over the place. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. That's me. I'm all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> That's good, though, because I like that. Like, you're not necessarily focused on one 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 aspect of the conversation. Yeah. Um, like, yesterday, I interviewed a comedian, a local comedian. Oh, cool. And I talked to him the whole time about comedy. <laughs> and so, like, just asking him questions about comedy, because, like, I love comedy. Yeah. And uh, me too. O- always loved comedy. It's important to laugh. It's so important. <laughs> And um, I was telling him uh, yesterday, the first time I ever heard comedy was uh, Dane. Uh, I don't know if it was the first time I ever heard comedy, but it was the first time I ever remember falling in love with comedy. But it was, I was actually in our youth group and we were going to Grand Rapids to see an arena football game. 
and this kid brought his iPod and he had his headphones and I had one headphone, he had the other headphone and he's playing Dane Cook. And I remember hearing the joke. I still remember the joke. And uh, after hearing that, I was like, wow, like I love this. Yeah. So then since then I fell in love with comedy. It's my favorite thing. I love comedy too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if people want to request your services for cleaning, where can they go? Um, they can go to care to clean services.com or facebook.com slash care to clean services. Um, or just look me up, Brianna Fox, B R I A N N A F O X. I love my name. It's kind of easy. Yeah. 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 It's easy. So, yeah. Just look me up. You can shoot me a message or go through my website and um, I can come give you a free estimate. So Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. Shout out to my kids. I love them. Beautiful. And thank you, David, for having me on here. Absolutely. You're welcome. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Yeah.